Good day to you. Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. It is a beautiful day here in this, the mountains, the foothills, the hills of southwestern Virginia in the southeastern United States. I hope things are well wherever you are, wherever you call home. Thank you for tuning in today. I guess the world continues to just be crazy. I don't know. I am I am checking the news even less than I ever have before, which has become very minimal. You know, I'm just I just got real weary of hearing all of the rhetoric about the hour and everyone's opinion and the bickering and the well, I know the truth. No, I know the truth. No, I know the truth and I'm just telling you, like, if I wanted that kind of, man, if I just wanted that kind of juvenile behavior, I'd go hang out at the playground and listen to a bunch of first graders going back and forth about whose daddy's the strongest. Not that you can go to a playground right now, of course, that's not allowed, but let's just say you could. And so, you know, I'm just, I don't know, everybody's different. Do what you want to do, right? I'm not your master. All I can do is throw some nuggets out your direction. If you want to chew on them, then fine. If you don't, just slide the plate back and we'll keep moving ahead. But I just got so tired of the constant division and bickering of all of these opposing sides who know what is true. You're deceived. I know the truth. No, you're deceived. I know the truth. And isn't it, is it not just endless banter? I mean, it never ends. This is just today's flavor, friends. This is nothing odd. This just, re, this just reveals another facet, another, another opportunity of men to be divided. It's just another division maker. And holy cow, is it succeeding. Brother hates brother. I can't stand your political views. I can't stand, you know, your your vantage point on whether or not we should wear a mask at the store. <laughs> it's just foolishness. If we just step back and said, wait a minute, how much time and brain space are we are we using up to debate whether or not you should wear a mask at the grocery store? And how that grocery store can't demand I wear a mask. They don't. Listen, then go somewhere else. Shop somewhere else. And, you know, and and like all this stuff about other people being irresponsible and getting other people sick. And you don't even know if you have symptoms. Well, guess what? If for months I've had this virus and I've never shown symptoms, I'm asymptomatic then how how lethal is the virus? If millions of people are going to the store and going about their lives asymptomatic, no symptoms, you're not sick, but you're a carrier, then really how deadly is this thing, right? I mean, I don't know. There's just so many questions that are just practical thinking. Just, I don't know. Just all this stuff. You see how it's in me too? Here I am. I'm fussing about everybody being fascinated with this stuff, and, and it's in me too. I just wanna I just wanna 
just want to grumble a little bit. You know, I don't... So, hey, it's on me too. Let's lift our heads. That is what I'm saying, though. And maybe this is a, this is a perfect demonstration of what I'm saying. This stuff just stirs us up. It stirs up our emotions, and we have to make clear our opinion. Well, I have an opinion. You know what? I just want my opinions to just die. I just want them to die off. Yesterday's whiteboard teaching, you know, at our house, we were talking about how every time you open your mouth, you speak as though you're uttering the oracles of God. What in the world? I don't do that, do you? Every time you open your mouth, do you use such self-control and maturity as a spiritual man to just wait to make sure that whatever's about to come out of these lips is the words of the Father? They are the words of the Father. Holy cow, oh man, should we sit down and, and soberly meditate on that scripture? It goes on to talk about so that we can glorify God through Yeshua the Messiah, demonstrated in us, his offspring, his representation, his people speaking on his behalf. We've got to start quieting ourselves and being sure before we open our mouths or put our fingers on a keyboard, what, what am I saying? What is the source of what I'm speaking or what I'm hopefully about to speak, what I'm thinking about speaking, may I submit that to the Father and say, is this sourced in you? Because if not, hey, I'll be right here sitting quiet. I think it would do us well to practice doing that. Now, what in the world was I even going to talk about this morning? Now, see, I've sidetracked myself. I got myself all distracted. But specifically to get to why I turned this on today. I'm going to start it off with some practical examples. Because, you know, we, we, are, we are God's people. We're in his, we are His inheritance. I won't get into all the groundwork and, and you know, like I always say, we can't every, every program, we can't dissect and unpack what it truly means to be in the eternal people of God, the chosen nation, the royal priesthood. It is not a blanket identity for everyone who just says they're in Jesus. It is specific, but we don't have time to go into all that. We just don't. We can't do that every time. So I'll, what I will always say is like, just be sure you know who you are. Be sure you know your identity. Don't go saying that all the promises and covenants of God are for you, but his commands are not. Well, those are all done away with. Jesus eradicated all of the guidelines and demands upon God's people but somehow all of the covenantal promises, well, those are still good. Those still remain in Jesus. You know, we can't pick and choose. We can't pick and choose the governmental activity and, and, and the way that the government of God is, is executed in humanity. We can't just pick and choose what we like and prefer or understand and then just, well, I'll just believe that. And... Yeah, I like that one. I believe that one. Okay, well, th uh, I feel like that's just 
passed away. So I'm going to take that one out. I'm just going to put it over here. Yeah, that one's old. Replaced. You know, can we just be honest? That's what majority Christianity does. That's what I did my whole life. Not with intent necessarily, but just in my ignorance and assumption that I knew something that I, in fact, did not know. We have to be careful with what we embrace according to our, to our identity. But what I want to talk about this morning within that is for those of us who are called according to the name of Christ, who are walking, laboring to establish the kingdom, to be ones who walk pleasing in the eyes of the Lord, a literal set-apart people unto Yahweh God, set apart for Himself. We have to do something. And man, this gets really challenging if you're really serious about this and not just flipping, assuming that, hey, you know, God's will will just magically happen to me. You know, you, you can ask many people who say they're, quote, Christians, well, what does it look like for you? Well, I just try to be a good person. I try to do what Jesus would do. Well, would, but what does that look like? Well, I keep the greatest commandment, which is to love. I just love. They'll know we're Christians by our love, right? They'll identify. Well, okay, well, but what do you do? <laughs> what does that look like? Well, you can't earn your salvation, brother. Oh, no, I'm not talking about earning something. I'm talking about what is your response of actual works because of who you are. Because of your new identity, what about that? What do you do? <laughs> and that kind of stumps many people. And I get it. I understand. We've just been taught inherent Christianity. Just be a good moral guy and go to church enough times a month and you're good. Oh, read a chapter of Psalms before bed at least three nights a week, then you're good, right? But, but for, for any one of us who are really truly laboring. I mean laboring to be a kingdom-minded people who set not our thoughts and intentions and, and plans on mere natural things. There's a lot for us to do. There's a lot for us to tend to, and this can be weighty. This can be very heavy to make godly decisions, to do things that are pleasing to Him, to hear the word of the Lord for myself individually, for my household, for anyone else in my life that I might have any ounce of influence with. It's very weighty. And so we have been in a season the last five months or so, six now, I guess, seven. Gosh, it's man, time is flying. About like all of my plans... If, you listen, if you've listened to the broadcast at least over the last six, seven to eight months, you know that all of my plans, my intentions, uprooted, had a trajectory, had a path, had a plan. This is where we're going. This is where we are heading as a family alongside other families. This is where we're going. This is until the end. Committed, wholehearted, in, <laughs> devoted, committed. I will be buried in this circumstance with these people in this area. And all of that was, was 
just the whole world around that and within it was shaken and everything became undone and therefore was deemed unknown. And so in that shaking and in that excruciating process of, of re-evaluation, we're not just nebulously floating around hoping for the will of the Lord to be accomplished, but there many specifics became unknown. And I'm talking practically here just for an example to make a point. Like we own a home in 10 acres and a lot of projects were, if nothing else, in the planning stages um, ongoing. What I would call major things. To most people, probably not. But to us and in our way of life, big decisions that were already in motion. And I just felt this check then of like, should we just stop all of this and be prepared to walk away from our entire plans and future of like giving this house and this farm to my son for himself and for his children and for his children's children, the legacy that we wanted to leave here, a godly heritage? Lord, are you asking me to, to surrender all of this and just walk away? And so for months now, we were in this weird season of unknown. Maybe we're supposed to leave. Maybe we're supposed to walk away from all of this and and cancel all of our plans. In a verse of mine, uh, uh, and again, I don't know many verses by heart, like that are actually part of me. But I do know and constantly am thinking upon, in his heart, a man plans his course. But the Lord determines his steps. That's no mere catchphrase. And I go back to that often, and I've really gone back to it over the last year specifically. In my heart, I plan my course. And that is in no way told to us to be wrong. (laughs) We have got to plan our course. Something has got to be planned. Something has got to be established and thought through and put into practice to bring about a certain end. A certain trajectory has got to be put in place for myself, for my household. If and when the Lord comes into that plan and says, Hey, son, no. It doesn't mean I did something wrong. It doesn't mean that my trajectory was off because my my trajectory is to be found pleasing before my father that's set and so the outplay if you will of the decisions that i make to bring that about even in the natural what we do what we don't do has got to be established and perpetually ongoing but constantly submitted to the lord i would say for me in the way i am daily daily out of my mouth Lord, this is yours. If this is not what you want us to do, the direction you want us to go, Lord, okay. You are the shepherd and I am nothing but the sheep listening for your voice and following you. You are the king of all kings and I am simply one of the, of the citizens in your kingdom. I will hear you. I will surrender my will constantly. I will reevaluate everything I do, don't do, add to my plans, remove from my plans. Lord, everything in my life, all the way down to the practicalities of my house and my farm, 
My plans in the natural, they're yours in their entirety, surrendered in my heart now and out of my mouth. And so I've just felt, I have felt this shift, just to use this as an example again, I have felt this shift in the last probably 60 days, specifically for sure the last 30 days of, you know what, Joel, just just keep going for it where you are right now. Now, it makes no sense in the natural, and I'm not going to go into all that. I don't feel like it should be the way it is. I feel like we should be um, geographically moving. But the Spirit of the Lord within me, as I seek the face of God now, as I commune with my Father, I do not feel the confirmation from Him of what my natural man feels we are to do. Well, what do we do with that? Hopefully, we're at a place of spiritual maturity where the will of the Lord and, and seeking His face and always knowing His will at every moment, at every, every little marker along this plan, that this, this course that I'm planning out, every little mile marker, I stop and I reflect and I present it to the Lord and I say, okay, yes, Lord, green light. If yes, we go. If I have a hesitation, if I have a yellow light, we sit down. I pray. I stop. I wait. And friends, I just, I'm no great super mature spiritual man, but I believe this is something, a gift that the Lord has given to me because I've willed myself into the grave. And I incrementally, with, with intent, surrender my plans and the comforts of my family. There are probably 57 things right now at the surface of my, of my immediate thought that are not the way I wish they were right now. Familial. Within the, the brotherhood of the body that I'm within. And within the, the corporate expression of the body that I'm not in. I wish things were a different way. Personal personal vantage point, personal preference. But you know what? I'm not looking for my way to win out. I'm not looking for all of the things, if I could list them all out, okay, yes, have that, yes, have that. Oh, don't have that, so we have to pursue that right here, right now, because that's on my list. No. This is not about my preference. This is, a, this is not about what is the best plan for me and my household according to my perspective and my desires. We have to rightly appropriate all of these spiritual wish lists that we have for our families. Well, I wish my son had friends his age that are like him. Well, you know, right now he just doesn't. Okay, well, do I wish that? Oh gosh, I wish it so bad my heart hurts. Literally. I mean literally. That's no exaggeration. But you know what? He is the Father's possession. Under my responsibility right now, yes and amen. But I present my son, his future, his heart, his emotions. Lord, he's yours. Help me to train him up in the way that he should go. This circumstance, yuck. I don't like it. But God, I know for certain I'm in the palm of your hand and right in the middle of your will, the best that I'm capable of at this moment. 
And friends, that brings us great peace, right? It's not about circumstances. We desire circumstances that look like we wish they would look, and if we're not careful, we'll all be found pursuing people and places and circumstances that bring us comfort but cannot bring about the will of the Lord for us and for our family because they're not synonymous. What if they're not synonymous? What if they're not the same? We have to be careful. We have to be men of discernment. We have to be men who are discerning the hour for our households, for our family, and for the body at large, the global church, y'all. This is not about you and your family. This is not about your gathering, your fellowship, your friends. This is about the glory of God. Now, does it trickle down to all of us individually and all that? Of course. But our mindset has got to be greater. We've been thinking too small. Well, what's best for my house? Where are God's people for my house? Well, you know what? What if there's something greater that is not found in what our eyes, as we roam about looking for circumstances and people and situations that line up with our preferred way of life or relational connections? What if it's found in unexpected places? What if it's found in places that are, you know what, this is just uncomfortable and I just don't like it. But what if the will of the Lord is within there and can prevail and win out and then thereby accomplish the will of the Lord for you and your household because you or I, or any one of us, give ourselves to the circumstance and endure. Not looking at things according to our own understanding or circumstantial vantage point. Preference, desirable, undesirable. What if we changed our gauge and perception? That's all I'm saying. So, like, again, to end this with a practical example about my farm, my geographical location. You know what? Right this second, I'm on the way to a farming supply store to make some big decisions for some big endeavors on our farm that I could not do 45 days ago. God, are you sure? What if we leave? What if we're out of here in six months? You know what? The peace of the Lord floods over me and says, Joel, you are my son. Keep leaning into me. Like I talked about the last podcast episode, the Abba Father reality. Listen, I know the voice of my father. I know the voice of my shepherd. And if his staff comes out and, and, and taps me on the thigh and says, come on, son, it's time to move. Listen, man, I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm going. And when he says, all right, Today, we're sitting here in this pasture. Sit down, son. Sit down. Okay, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to tend to things right here where I'm sitting today. And I'll do the same tomorrow for tomorrow when it comes. Right? I think there are things we can add to our lives that would bring us great peace, great shalom, that what? It's not as the world gives. Because the whole world, in final closing here, the whole world is in a wreck right now, anxious, fearful, dreadful, panicking, food shortages, 
vaccinations, global chaos, no jobs, no economy. Well, I want to go shopping. Well, I don't, and you can't, and you shouldn't. What if we just need to sit back and be still and seek the shalom of the Father? Right here where we are individually, our own households first, and establish peace, not as the world gives, not circumstantial. So friends, let's plan our course. We have to. Let's be responsible spiritual men. Let's plan our course. And when the Lord comes and he says, hey, knock, 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 it's time for me to determine your steps a little bit different than you had thought about, son. Yes and amen. You are the father, I am the son. You are the shepherd, and I am following you wherever you go. Yes and amen. Speak. Right? So let's do that. Church, please, would you do that? Surrender. Give up. Throw in the towel. Burn your will. Burn it. (laughs) There is a greater will. The will of the Father must prevail in his people. I think if we do this, the world can change. I know for certain the church can change. The church can do something again. Be alive. Let's do that. Let's do that. Hey, go to pathtozion.com. Please send your friends there. Like us on Facebook. Check us out and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Path to Zion Podcast. Uh, Send us an email, pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Amen.